0: Welcome to On The Bench. I am your host, Josh Newberg, and I've got Chris Nee and Zach Blostein here with me for a spring game recruiting preview show. Brendan and the guys from X's and Knowles posted their spring game preview, so if you're looking for a more team-centered preview, it's already up. And now we're going to cover it from a recruiting perspective. What's up, fellas? I got Chris and Zach here with me. Chris, how are you doing? I'm great. Zach? Hanging in there. (laughs) Sounds like it. All right. FSU has a big recruiting weekend coming up. Like I said, Tallahassee is going to be popping. Uh, But first, let's reset some things. The Seminoles' current 2023 recruiting class has a total of six commitments in it. FSU is currently ranked number nine overall and number two in the ACC. Uh, Chris, what's your general feeling for FSU recruiting now that we're about a quarter of the way through the 2023 cycle?
1: I feel comfortable with where they're at, considering all the circumstances of who and what they are and what they need to be this coming season. Uh, I very much like defensive line class so far with K.J. Sampson, Keith Sampson, the defensive lineman from New Bern, North Carolina, at the top of the class. Mm -hmm. He's the highest-ranked prospect in FSU's class. And then Lamont Green, Jr., who's a a legacy recruit defensive end from South Florida. I feel very good about those two. It always Mm -hmm. is good to have good guys in the trenches. While they don't have an offensive lineman committed, I feel like they've done a very good job of positioning themselves with a ton of offensive linemen. For me, class is always starting in the trenches. I think it's also a pivotal year for FSU to kind of hit out of park with offensive skill. I do like both of the receivers currently committed, which is All Day Dre, Van Dravious Jacobs from Vero Beach, and Goldie Lawrence, Darren Lawrence from Seminole, Sanford's Florida Seminole. Both mm-hmm. talented kids. I like them a lot. I think there are two, probably four or five guys are going to take out that position in this class. Yeah, they need to they need to continue to stack talent. But for them, they are trying to position themselves with really good prospects, and then very good prospects, and then they have to go win to be in the race. Get some of those guys because they're battling some schools that currently are more relevant, or at least doing far better on the football field.
0: So I said Florida State's currently ranked number nine overall. What do you think they're pacing for in this class? Just a general ranking. You know, where do you see this class finishing right now?
1: Well, I think it's a sliding scale based on how they actually do on the field. I think more Mm -hmm. wins, higher it can be, less wins, more likely it's kind of a lame duck class because this could become a lame duck situation if things went really poorly. I'm not hoping for that or forecasting that. I'm just putting it out there because it is something that does exist. If I had to pick, I think it's more likely they finish a little lower than where they're at right now. They're at nine. I think there's some schools that will trend higher nationally that are just powers right now. I think it's more likely they will finish in the teens.
0: Yeah, I don't look too much into the ranking right now. Like I said, we might be a quarter of the way through, but summer is where uh, June and July is the new December, January. Would you agree?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a great deal of movement. There's some positions when the dominoes start going, they go really fast. Quarterbacks, one of those that's always been true at, but there's others that have caught up to that spot. So, yeah, I I think that is a fair point that it's one of those things where you need to be positioned very well and be – uh showing momentum with guys having had them on campus multiple times in the process to that point to really give yourself a shot to have a nice baseline of what your class should be. Cause most classes are probably going to have double digit kids in it by the end of what probably March, April, or I'm sorry. Yeah. April, May. Yeah.
0: Heading into the summer, May, by at least by the end of May. Yeah. I, I would say most schools are going to be double digits in terms of commitments. Yeah. Uh, Zach. Sticking to the overall theme, um, what do you think Florida State's biggest remaining needs are?
2: Yeah, well, they definitely have to hit on a bunch of positions, right? We know that they have a big board at many of these positions. Um, Quarterback, they've got their guy in Chris Parson. Maybe they explore another one. We don't know that as of now, but they're still continuing to host quarterbacks on campus. I think we're going to talk a bit about this at length, I'm sure, um, either on this podcast or on future podcasts but the linebacker position, right? Yeah. They signed one last year out of high school and got one through the transfer portal in Tatum-Bethune. They need to hit on linebackers this cycle, and I think they've maybe hosted four linebackers on campus that are like FSU quality, um, one already committed to Miami, um, and then the other three, you know, are are kind of iffy. Um, the most recent was Caleb LaValle. He was here this week for a Tuesday practice at Florida State that's that's a that's a position they need to hit on and they need to expand the board in my opinion rapidly if they want to have success at landing guys at that position so zach when you say hit on are you saying two is that the number that you kind of have
1: working in your head as far as two guys that are high quality that can contribute hopefully earlier in their career rather than later
2: yeah i think two is a a good number um because that gives you room to maybe add another through the transfer portal if you you know if, let's say, Kalen DeLoach and Tatum Bethune have great years this year, try to go to the draft, you're going to need guys to replace them. And there's, I don't think there's anyone on the roster right now that can do yeah. what any of those guys do next year.
0: They got to start recruiting the linebacker position
2: out of the high school level a lot better. I,
0: I don't think we realize what happened this offseason. I, I, I know linebacker play has been down for a while, but we just had a UCF linebacker come in and jump in FSU's entire linebacker room that shouldn't happen. Like Florida State should never be in a position where a UCF linebacker can come in and and almost gain a starting job right away. So I think that kind of speaks to the depth. You don't want to live in the portal. FSU hit with Tatum Bethune. You know, it looks early on like he's going to be a hit, but we do need to see more linebackers on campus in order to land more linebackers. So that'll be an interesting position to watch. Uh, Chris, anything else to add to that? I just think
1: that it would be valuable for them to actually keep going portal for a linebacker here and there. I always, I'm always, i always of the belief you need high school kids. You need to build your roster through the years. But I think linebacker is an area where you need a physical presence. And I think it's tough to find a lot of guys in high school who can give you that off the bat, out of the shoot immediately at the level FSU is recruiting. So I think maybe in a portal kid this year, in addition to one or two from the high school ranks, would have value.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. We're going to talk visitors this weekend. Zach, you've been compiling this list for a couple weeks now. How many total recruits are coming in?
2: It's definitely over 35, Chris, would you say? Chris? Yeah, I think it's probably over
1: about 45 at this point. Mm -hmm. I think when we initially dropped it, it was around three dozen, and we've added at least 10 in that time.
0: All right, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. A couple of key quarterbacks coming in. First of all, we got four-star quarterback in commitment, Chris Parson, out of Brentwood, Tennessee. He's coming in once again. Uh, Jaden Davis, the five-star quarterback out of the 2024 class from Charlotte, coming in once again. Luke Cromanhawk, the new QB commit, will make his first visit to campus since committing. Um, he's a 2024 prospect out of Savannah, Georgia, so he'll be here. Uh, Chris Parson coming in, Zach, it, it signifies that FSU's bell cows back in, on campus. How have things been going with Chris Parson since that uh, dust up in January?
2: There, there haven't been any hiccups, that, to my knowledge, uh, in that relationship dating back to when that whole thing went down. Um, Dante Moore did end up visiting campus in the month of uh, March, and uh, they had. Marcus Stokes on campus a couple weekends ago with another quarterback in the top two, four, seven. And, you know, there was there were no issues there. So I think once the communication was had on both sides and, and you know, FSU could kind of uh, display what they're trying to accomplish at that position to Chris, I think that eased things over and hopefully that'll continue throughout this entire cycle. Chris, uh, Luke
0: Cromanhawk coming back to campus. Um, just talk about him in, in terms of his commitment and what it means to FSU's 2024 class.
1: I think he's a kid that will be vocal for them. That will be a leader, try to recruit others. And it's always good for that to happen at quarterback position. Luke's an easygoing young man. He's competitive. He's looking forward to being a starting quarterback, which he really hasn't had the opportunity to be so far in his high school career because he was behind an SEC level starting quarterback at his high school. Um, But no, he'll be a guy that will help them in recruiting battles. I think he will be one who easily befriends other recruits, talks to him, gets comfortable with him. If he's able to go out there and have more success, uh, raise his stature a little bit, I think he's known somewhat on the seven-on-seven circuit for what he's capable of doing there. That obviously helps because that attracts kids who want to come play with a guy.
0: Mm -hmm. Full list of visitors is up on Knowles 24-7. Five-star running back Cameron Davis of the 2024 class, FSU commitment out of Albany, Georgia. Will be back on campus. That's good to see, considering he visited Alabama this spring. Um, four-star wide receiver Keon Brown out of Tallahassee Records will be on campus. Brendan or uh, Brendan, sorry, Zach. I'm sorry, Zach. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't you um, dare. Tell me about Keon Brown. We've talked a lot about him. He was he's a uh, relatively recent offer. He was he was offered in the new year by FSU. Um, is he a guy that could maybe pull the trigger this weekend?
2: Um, I'm not sure about his decision timeline. I know that he mm-hmm. likes FSU a lot, they've gotten him on campus a bunch. Um, he's been around, F- like, I think he was at the first two or you know, some of the first couple spring practices. He's been on campus several times, uh, since he got offered, I think, like you mentioned, in January. And, um, you know, I just wonder how much FSU wants him in this class. Mm-hmm. I know they like him. Um, And I I know there's some staff members that maybe like him more than others, but I'd like to see, you know, I'm a big fan. I I watched him in person down at that pylon seven on seven in February. And I thought um, he moves really well. He's a legitimate six, three. I mean, now he's ranked as a four star in the 24, seven sports composite and, you know, rankings are not everything, but um, that'd be their, you know, top commit uh, at the receiver position in the composite thus far. Um, But yeah, Local kid, FSU has to do better in Tallahassee getting these kids to stay home. It's something they've struggled with dating back to the Jimbo years. And I think um, Keon Brown could be a guy they go after to try and alleviate that issue.
0: Right. Um, all right. Let's see. Camden Fryer is also coming into town. Um, Randy Pittman will be back. FSU tight end commitment, who's being heavily recruited by a couple programs in the southeast now. Um, Four star offensive lineman, Roderick Kearney. Chris, is he the the top offensive line target going to be on campus this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, Lucas Simmons, I would say, is their top offensive line target. I think Kearney's a close second to him. He's a guy that they like a lot, that he's really hit it off with Alex Atkins. He's down there in Orange Park, just a little bit east of here. Talented kid, they like him a lot. The DJ Chester kid, who's coming in, also a four-star offensive lineman. He's from Eagles Landing Christian Academy, same school as Zachariah Owens, who was here about a week ago. Chester is a kid they really liked that they really wanted to get on campus. It would not surprise me in the least if he is a guy that we see kind of move up the board after this weekend's visit.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Where is Simmons this weekend? Why is he not Uh, in Tallahassee? He is not
1: coming. I don't think he told me where he was going. If he was going anywhere, I think Tennessee maybe. Uh Oh, (laughs) I still think USC is a bigger concern there right now.
0: Yeah. He came off that trip to USC. had a lot of good things to say. Um, Lucas Simmons is is the number one player on FSU's Top 10 Most Wanted right now, but um, Roderick Kearney is also a very nice prospect. Um, who else is going to be in town on the offensive side of the ball? Um, Camden Fryer will be back in. Anybody else on the offensive line, Zach, that has a shot uh, of being an FSU target? I see DJ Chester and Tommy Kinsler on there as well.
2: Yeah, Tommy Kinsler is the another guy i would mentioned, kind of a guard prospect. Um he told us after his latest visit that it was FS, or UF was number one for him and then FSU was right behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think he's, like, a huge priority for FSU, but he's been on campus a bunch. I think this is, like, his third visit of the spring thus far um, to Florida State. And, you know, if they keep getting him on campus, I guess we'll see what happens. But um, he, he's a huge kid, and, and I think he'd be a, an ideal guard prospect at the next level. Yeah, another
1: big boy that's coming in is 2024 offensive lineman Barry Walker from Crisp County, just up there in South Georgia. He got offered earlier in the spring when he came over for a visit. He's not a big bodyguard. He looks apart, still looks like a little kid in the face, but he's a very large human. Um, but he's somebody they like a great deal. They were very happy when he got in here for the spring visit, got offered. Now he's coming back.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, switching it over to the defensive side of the ball. If Chris Parson is the bell cow of the offense, then Lamont Green Jr. is the bell cow of the defensive commitment class. Um, it'll It's good to see him and Pops back up in uh, Tallahassee this weekend. Like I said, four-star defensive lineman out of Miami Gulliver Prep. Lamont Green Jr. will be there. So will Wilkie Denod. Um, Zach and I have put in crystal balls for Wilkie Denod. But, Chris, you're on a hiatus, I know. But maybe – the hiatus comes to an end. Are you close? What are you thinking on Wilkie Denod out of Fort Pierce coming in this weekend?
1: I think there's a fair chance he commits to FSU. I think he was very close to doing so on his last visit
0: earlier this spring. But you've seen the reaction of what crystal balls do to our message board. So you're just going to abstain from, I from don't putting know. them? You've I, seen the turmoil that they put a in. The moment where I just sit down and put 25 in. I did put one in for
1: Georgia this week, but that's only because I needed to flip it off of where I had it from way back when.
0: They're going to come for you. All right. Here's who else is on uh, the defensive side of the ball. We got Isaiah Nixon coming in, four star defensive lineman out of the 727 Lakewood High School. Believe it when we see him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nixon's just one of those that, like, we need to see him get out of car and go shake hands with John Papuchis.
0: He did that. DM you and say he's coming.
1: He did. He did. and I've, It doesn't I've been hold much weight for you? Recently How many times
2: has he done that thus far?
1: This is like the third or fourth planned spring visit for him. I actually went ahead and put him on a list this time. I think Steve mentioned him one other time, and he did not show up that time. It's just one of those where, like, it's got to happen. It, it's okay. been kind of like pulling teeth <laughs> to get him up here.
0: Yeah, I did see the DM. He said he was coming. So if, if he does not show, it's not Chris's. This isn't Chris's is bad. This is a, a no-call, no-show. All right, who else we got that you're excited about from the 2023 class? Uh, Like you said, the linebacker position is a major need, and I only see one 2023 linebacker on there. Malcolm McClain out of Snellville, Georgia. Is he even a target for Florida State? Not at this point in time. So is it safe to say that Florida State doesn't have, at least as of now, any confirmed linebackers coming on campus for the spring game for the 2023 class? That I'll, that have an offer from FSU, I should say. To
1: our knowledge, at this point
0: in time, yes, that is correct. That is kind of weird. All right. I
1: feel like this is a storyline that's just is not going to go away.
0: We're going to be. I'm trying not to beat the drum on it. I'm trying not to like make it out to be much more than it is, but it is getting kind of weird.
1: I mean, I think they like the one they had on campus on Tuesday a heck of a lot, Caleb LeBlanc. I think they're very, mm-hmm. very high on him. Thing with him is convincing him that academically FSU is the right place because he's a kid that can go to really good academic schools if he wants to. But he likes FSU a lot. He enjoyed that visit. I briefly spoke with him, told me it was it was great. I'm hoping to catch up with him further. But there's a reason he keeps showing up here. They they've done a good job recruiting him.
0: Yeah, we're like I said, we're a quarter of the way through the cycle. I'm not pressing the uh the panic button just yet. Here's an interesting name at the DB position: Justice Ugo out of uh Blinn College in Texas. He's a Juco DB. Chris, what can you tell us about Justice?
1: A uh, very good chance he ends up a member of the 2022 class. How about that for a starting point?
0: So, you think he's going to be able to, I don't, what do you call it? Um, reclassify? Is it? So, the thing with him is you got to graduate with your AA to reclassify, right? I don't know oh, in so. his case exactly
1: where that stands because he went to Juco, from what I understand, as a full qualifier. Now, I asked him, how early can you show up to college? Basically, can you make it here in May? He said, that's up in the air as of right now because of my classes here have overlap. It's mm-hmm. possible, but I'd have to do some figuring things out. I asked him that the other day when we talked. But yeah, he's planning to come here. Uh, he's been talking to Marcus Woodson for a good bit since FSU offered. FSU likes him. I've checked on that end to make sure that is, in fact, the case. They do. You know, I, They've wanted to keep a little bit quiet on him coming. Obviously, it's one of those things when he shows his face in Tallahassee, it's no longer very quiet. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Good. Interesting. We'll be keeping an eye out on that. The other DB we'll definitely be keeping an eye out on is five-star defensive back Desmond Ricks, also the number one player overall in the 2024 class out of IMG Academy. Desmond Ricks will be on campus. Zach, tell us about this incoming visitor.
2: Yeah, well, this incoming visitor visitor has received a crystal ball from me myself, myself uh, to Florida State within the past week. Um, I think Florida State leads in his recruitment right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure of his commitment timeline. I was expecting something to happen this week, but based on some stuff I was told recently that may not happen, um, he is also scheduled to visit Alabama for their spring game on the 16th. Um, But regardless, FSU is getting him back on campus after hosting him in March, Mm -hmm. and he's obviously a huge target in the 2024 class. There's some talk about him reclassifying – um, we mentioned it, I think, on the last podcast that we uh, Chris asked him in person if he was going to reclassify, and he um, denied it or didn't. He wasn't sure um, if that was going to happen. Right, but IMG is
0: certainly a place that could get him to reclassify, get him in academically. So,
2: yeah, we'll continue
0: yeah. to watch, and and you, we'll talk to Desmond Ricks after his visit, and again ask him if there's any plans to reclassify.
1: Yeah, and to add a little bit on that, I just was very direct about it because, you know, obviously he knows Tony Grimes who went ahead and did that. I think it was two mm-hmm. cycles ago now. Um, they're from somewhat the same area that way in Virginia, which is where Ricks is originally from. Um, he just – he said that at this point it's not something that he knows he's definitely doing, but he didn't dismiss it as something that could potentially happen. From what I understand, he's doing enough work academically to put himself in a position to consider the idea if he wants to
0: All right. There is a ton of DB talent. Uh, Charles Lester, another five-star defense back from the 2024 class out of Sarasota Riverview. He was on campus just a couple of weeks ago. He's returning. So that's a great sign. I know it's going to be a big battle for uh, both of these guys, but right now, I mean, if Florida state takes care of business, I I feel like we say this a lot. We say this almost every year, but if Florida state takes care of business, they're going to be set up for the 2024 class. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, I had a conversation with somebody during these spring visits here lately that they think that 24 DB class here can be out of this world good. It would be mm-hmm. like Ricks, Lester, obviously already have Jordan Pride committed. CJ Hurd's a kid who's also coming in this weekend that's extremely high on them. They've done a real good job with Jalen and Bachway from Alabama, who's another four-star in that class that likes them a great deal. There's some others. That's a position where they've really put in some really good early work. Now, that being said, last year's spring game, 23 group that was there was out of this world, and FSU's not really in contention for most of those guys now. So things can change, but they do feel good about where they've positioned themselves with the 24 DB class.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, also coming in, Mario Car- Craver, a 2024 DB out of Alabama, four star, and also um, Jalen, how do you say Jalen's last name? Their teammates, Jalen Mabakwe. Yeah, in Boc-way. Yeah, in yeah. Okay. Yeah, and C.J. Heard out of the Atlanta area. So once again, a loaded 2024 visitor list coming in. Um, if you guys want to see that, there's we covered about 25 of the 50 names on here. Go to Knowles 24/7 visitor list is on the front page. Um, we'll see. We'll follow up with almost all of these guys after the spring game and get you guys updates. And then we'll be back on Monday or Tuesday to wrap it all up. But before we wrap up this show, I want to ask you guys, is there anybody on this list that you think could, could pull the trigger and commit to Florida State this weekend?
1: I think Wilkie Denod has a real chance if I had to pick one.
2: Yeah, my my two on defense would be Wilkie Denod and then offense, maybe Roger Kearney. I think they go really well. Getting that first offensive lineman
0: in the class would be a great move for the weekend. Uh, All right, yeah. And like we said, just because we don't have these guys on commit watch doesn't mean that some of these guys won't end up in Florida State's class. Um, I think it's safe to say that a handful of these guys will end up uh, signing with FSU when it's all said and done. It'll just be exciting to see which ones they are. Um, All right. Beyond just committing, Chris, what would you say you're looking to learn this weekend from a recruiting angle?
1: Well, obviously I expect more kids to show up than we have on our list. So I'm interested right. if they're able to pull off some of those. I, I think it should be stated that spring's been really good to have FSU as far as visitors. They've had a rotating door, constantly having kids in. They've had a vast majority of their top targets step on campus at least once during the spring. I think that's a win for them. If they can get some of those top target types that we don't yet have confirmed one way or the other, whether or not they're coming or not coming on campus, it's a big win. And the other thing is I think you, you got to start stacking a few more commitments on that list. I think they're a little hesitant at times with just taking a kid because they're evaluating five, six kids for what's one or two spots. Mm-hmm. I think you're hitting the time of year where you start accepting one and, if, you know, it works out one way or the other down the road then it works out that way. I know they don't love doing that, but I think sometimes you have to do that, especially when you're there's uncertainty around what you expect your outcome of your upcoming season to be.
0: Zach,
2: what do you hope to learn by the end of the weekend? I mean, i I'd hope to learn that they're going to host at least one linebacker target on campus this weekend. That'd be like the main thing I want to learn. I'd hope that. to learn that there's a couple surprise linebackers on campus this weekend. Yeah, like 10 of them. Um, <laughs> but nah, like, like Chris said, I, I mean, I kind of just want to, I feel like spring games are, are a good measuring stick to kind of feel out the board a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, Cause you got, you know, I don't think April, this coming weekend is a really competitive uh, weekend as far as spring games across the country, there's like I think Auburn maybe, and then Clemson are the two main ones. But um yeah, so like some some of those kids are going to other games. Tennessee, like when they're picking other games to go to over the FSU spring game. I know Florida State had that huge recruiting weekend at the start of uh, the spring in March fifth. Um, they got basically all their top targets on campus either then or throughout the next you know four weeks or so. But I think this is another measuring stick to see kind of who's really interested in Florida state. The guys that, the guys that show up on FSU's campus are truly, you know, targets for them. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. It's kind of like with those end of July events, you can only go to one place kind of this weekend. And um, for the guys that are going to Florida state, I think we need to pay more attention to them.
0: All right. I think that's it
2: for this recruiting
0: preview episode. If you guys are making your way to Tallahassee this weekend, drive safe. We'll be back after the weekend to wrap everything up. And as always, go check out Knowles 24-7 for full recruiting coverage of the weekend, full team coverage of the weekend, everything you need, pictures, videos, interviews, scoop. All of it will be on Knowles 24-7. Busy weekend. Thank you guys for listening to On the Bench.